Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. NFL time. Yeah. Big, big, big boy time. This is exciting stuff. Uh, just so you guys know, we were the model of consistency when it comes to schedule predictions up until uh, last week. Yeah, we uh, we may or may not have, but definitely did sucked it up a yeah, little bit we last struggled, week. Yeah, we struggled a little bit last week. There were a lot of upsets, though. Uh, we ended up going 6 for 10 uh, with our games. Um, just to highlight a few of them, uh, let me see if we had any that were egregiously wrong. Um... Hold on, I'm checking here. Okay, we had uh, we had Cleveland beating Atlanta. That didn't pan out. Um, Pittsburgh over the Jets. That was kind of a shocker. Did I take the Jets? I'm pretty sure I took the Jets. Uh, for for one of my bets, um, last week. But we took the Steelers. Yeah, they were uh, they were my money line at plus one sixty for the upset. As a collective, you and I picked the Steelers. Yes, hundred percent. Uh, we took ten. We took Indianapolis to beat Tennessee. We took. You know, last last week I won on the Jets money line, and uh, my uh my spread would have voided because I had the Ravens at plus three, lost by three. Hmm. That would have voided. Not bad. Um. Also, I don't know why we did. I don't know why we didn't pick this differently. We took the Rams over the Forty ers I don't know why we didn't pick that differently. Okay, well, I didn't think that the Rams were going to be this damn bad. Yeah, so you know, let's just go, let's just go ahead and jump right into that um, that little topic. Um, so if I so so, which team would you say you're more worried about now at this point? Now, I mean, I mean, sample size is still relatively small. We're only four games into the season. It's only, but we're a quarter, we're a quarter of the way done now. As if 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 you look into it, yeah, maybe a little less, but um. Who are you more concerned with? Are you more concerned with how the Packers are doing or more concerned with the Rams? <sighs> if, if I could be honest, I'm more concerned with the Rams. Okay. Uh, they're a little banged up on the offensive line. Mm. Um, I think they are getting their starting center back sometime soon. Um, I think they're also getting Van Jefferson back sometime soon. Uh-huh. Um, there's also talks of OBJ coming back and playing for the Rams. So, you know, speaking of OBJ, this is this is what I was looking at that I, that I was that I was so shocked about. Um is this his conversation with Marcus Spears? It is. Yeah, I've seen that. I saw this. Okay, so um So, Marcus Spears insinuated that Odell Beckham should should sign with the Cowboys. Of course he did. And Odell Odell made it clear and said that he's not interested in going to Dallas and after the two of them had had a conversation, um Odell Beckham told Marcus Spears to guess the five teams that he would that he would want to play for. It, um, Odell ended up agreeing on the list, and in no particular order, that list ended up coming out to be. Hold on, I'm holding. I'm trying to. God damn it. Was, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Rams, the Bills, and the Ravens. And Odell said, "Now we're thinking alike." Now we're seeing eye to eye. Now we're seeing eye to eye. That's what it was. I did see this conversation. Yeah. So, so of course, Odell just wants to play for a contender. 
um, on 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 you know it's funny on CBS Sports uh, they actually did a um, a miss a, a list of potential landing spots uh-huh. for Odell yeah of of and it included four of the five teams on the list except for the Ravens of course it did um, but now Odell stating that that it, that he has interest in the Ravens of course he is still coming off an ACL injury yeah um. So there, so he is still trying to battle back from that, but um, I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, no, I love it. Odell Ode, Ode to the Ravens, I think you look good in black and purple, although anybody looks good in purple. That is facts. Uh, I mean, the Ravens are a little bit of a sleeper team. Even the Grimace. Even the Grimace, absolutely. The Ravens are a sleeper team simply because um, we do have a good offense. Um he would he'd be the number one or number two receiver, probably number two behind Bateman. He'd be the overwhelming number two receiver. Excuse me. Um, and and like you said, we're a competitor. Um, and uh, you know, it Odell Beckham would get his looks. He'd get he'd get touches. Um, and he'd have a lot of fun with Lamar Jackson. I think him and Lamar have have a pretty good relationship outside of like outside of football and everything like that. Um, I think I think OBJ has been a pretty big advocate on paying Lamar, as has, to be honest with you, the majority of the players in the NFL. Yeah. Um. So it is what it is. But to be honest with you, I'm more I'm more worried about the Rams than the Packers. And the only reason I say that is the Rams have a one-dimensional offense. It is Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. Yeah. That's it. Matt Stafford doesn't even look at the other receivers. It's 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 honestly it's it's bad, dude. I was watching a little bit of that Rams and um 49ers game and I was going against Cooper Cup. I ended up winning. Mm. Um but he needed 25 points from Cooper Cup to uh to tie I mean, dude, legitimately, Cooper Cup was one eight-yard catch away from beating me. Like, it, w- it was that much. I saw a stretch of four or five plays where Matt Stafford snapped the ball, and Cooper Cup was his number one read, and he never looked for number two. Matt Stafford would literally wait for Cooper Cup to get open. He's not even looking at Allen Robinson. I mean, he's not, he's not even looking for Tyler Higby. He's not even looking for the check down. Dude, it's pathetic. Like, honestly, I'm worried about Sean McVay, Matt Stafford, and that Rams team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I would agree with you in all honesty. Um, I mean, I mean the, whole, the whole problem with the Packers is, is that they have nobody really catching the ball right now at this point. But that's something that, um, that can be fixed. Romeo Dubs is coming into his own a little bit. Aaron I mean, Rodgers has come out and said, you know, some positive words about Christian Watson, so maybe he'll get another opportunity. He might get two passes this next coming week. Um, but, who knows? But fact of the matter is, with the Green Bay Packers, they can run the ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, between, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are, are two workhorses. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, the offensive line is really good. The defense is outstanding. So, I mean... Yeah, they have an outstanding defense. I mean, I mean, really... They can move the ball successfully on the ground. You don't really have to have that number one wide receiver to that that Aaron Rodgers has to rely on all the time. Yeah, but the Rams, on the other hand, they're so like you said, they're so one dimensional, and really they're even they're even half a dimension because that passing game revolves around Cooper Cup. If Cooper Cup's not open or not or not a non factor on the play, 
I mean, you might as well spike the ball onto the ground. You know, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I I I am really concerned about the Rams. They have the tougher division between them and the Rams. I mean, or them and the Packers. I should say. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean. I mean the Packers. The Packers realistically only have one team to compete with, and that's the Lions. It's the Vikings. I, I know. Which, I know. <laughs> it's because they're going to have trouble keeping up scoring with the Lions for sure. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna bank on that defense <laughs> coming alive for them. Do you do you do gotta watch out for those Lions, man? They, like people said that all off season. Like watch out for the Lions. They're building something there, and that offense. I I will say that offense is way too damn good for their own good. The defense couldn't stop a leak if they tried. Um, I'm they're pre- missing three of their four best offensive players, and they're still putting up numbers. They don't have Amon Ross, St. Brown. They don't have DeAndre Swift right now. They do have T.J. Hawkinson. They don't have Jamison Williams. Yeah, and they ended up put and they and they and they got into a shootout with the Seattle Seahawks of all teams going and they lost forty eight to forty five. What the hell is going on with the Seahawks over there, dude? You know, I mean, more importantly, while we're still on the subject of the Lions, I kind of want to talk about just from like a fantasy perspective, uh, the new little segment that we're doing, um, fantasy wise, who's who's more surprising to you, Jalen Hurts or Jared Goff? Jared Goff. Okay, well. Jalen Hurts has been outstanding. I don't. I do not want to get that misconstrued. Jalen Hurts has been absolutely outstanding. Take Jalen Hurts out of the conversation now. At this point, I'm 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 improvising. Who's been more surprising to you, Jared Goff or Geno Smith? Uh, Who's been more surprising? Now I'm making me think. Now you're making me think, and I really don't appreciate it. Uh, only because I wrote Geno Smith off, and he didn't write back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still pissed that he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he never wrote me back. You shithead. Um, dude, there's. I, I, I still, I still think I have to go with, uh, with Jared Golf. Geno Smith has been, um, has been very, very impressive. Um, with what he's done, he still has the same weapons that Russell Wilson had. He still has DK Metcalf. He still has Tyler Lockett. Um. And those two were very good. Um, Rashad Penny has done very well as an RB1 over there. Um, they got Kenneth Walker the third from Michigan State, who's who's going to be a pretty good running back for them. They still have weapons over there. Detroit and, and uh, like Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll have built a little bit of a winning culture over there. Mm. All Geno Smith had to do, it was basically the same thing as Jameis Winston taking over for Drew Brees. All you had to do was not fuck it up. Right. Right, yeah. James Winston got hurt. It's not his fault. He was actually playing pretty well last season. All Geno Smith has to do is not fuck it up. Jared Goff is stepping into the shoes of Matt Stafford, who's probably one of the most beloved Lions players of all time, who just won a Super Bowl last year. Jared Goff is stepping into those shoes. Now, granted, they're one in three. They have the highest scoring offense in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, even even going back to something that you're saying, I mean, that something that you were just saying, and kind of, I I would I would say Jared Goff is is probably the most probably the more surprising uh, between Jalen Hurts and him and Geno Smith and him, um, simply because of the fact that he doesn't have the weapons that either of those two guys have. Yeah, he's making it work with Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a who's a star, who's a <laughs> he's a superstar. He yeah he's a he's a stud yeah, he, wide receiver. He's, he's, he's a bona fide superstar who came in to his own last season, but nobody knew who the hell he was before that. Yeah, um, 
but I mean, really, he's doing it right now with Josh Reynolds and uh, Jamal Williams. Yeah, two guy who two guys who 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 are kind of write offs in the NFL. Yeah, everyone kind of wrote them off. Um, they didn't write back. So, so I mean, I mean, what what Jared Goff is doing is 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 very very impressive, if you ask me. Um, especially because people kind of wrote him off after he left L.A. Yeah, everybody's like, "Oh, Sean McVay made him who he is." Whatever. Yeah, and and I mean, I mean, granted, like you said, they might be one in three, but the offense is still playing very, very well. And I'm pretty sure he's not turning the ball over as much either. Jared Goff is completing just shy of 61 percent of his passes for 1,100 yards. He's got he's averaging 281 and a half yards a game passing, 11 touchdowns and three interceptions. Yeah, see, see that 11 to three, that 11 to three, that's that's a very, very good ratio for him. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, TJ Hawkins is the leading receiver over there. Um, 18 catches for 261 yards and three touchdowns. Amon Ross, St. Brown. That would be different if Amon Ra played last week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, Amon Ra, he's, he's, had, uh, he's had one less game. He's had 23 catches for 253 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. And I mean, I mean DeAndre Swift, he's a, he's a very good pass catching back as well. Um, yeah, he is. I, you know, I mean, Dan Campbell definitely has that team moving in the right direction. Yeah, last last season was a little bit of a hey, let's let's build a culture, let's Let, get some momentum. Exa- exactly, let's let's build a culture, dude. They almost beat us. They almost beat the Ravens. Yeah, they tied the Steelers. They almost yeah. beat them too. Yeah, uh, and you know, it's New or New Orleans. Christ, I was looking at the screen. I saw the NL. Uh, Detroit was a very scrappy team last season. Um, they added the likes of Aiden Hutchinson, very good pass rusher for him, um, for a rookie. I don't think he's playing too bad. And then they added Jamison Williams, who is going to be a, a star wide receiver yeah, when he gets in there. Yeah, he'll definitely make a very, very good impact as a as a as a deep as a deep home run threat um, when he finally is healthy and back. Um, Aiden Hutchinson has three sacks in four games played for a rookie, dude. Dude, if you if you get a sack a game out of your rookie. He's playing. He's playing damn good. He's playing pretty damn good. I mean, of course, he's just shy. He's one sack shy, but dude, he could pop off and have three sacks in a game. You know, I'll tell you. know, I'll tell you. Kind of, kind of spinning back around to Geno Smith. Not really, but spinning back around to the Seahawks for for a rookie. You know who's looking really, really good? Who's that? Tariq Woolen. Who? That guy for Seattle who had that pick six last week. I missed that one. Let me, let me, let me, let me pull him up. Tariq Woolen, this t- this kid is a freak. Okay. T A R I. You said for Seattle. Yes. Tariq. What's pretty his- sure he's a rookie. What's his last name? Woolen. W O O L E N. His thirteen tackles, three pass defends, two interceptions, forty-seven yards, and one touchdown. So he was taken in the fifth round of this year's draft. Okay. Uh-huh. He he's six four and ran a four two six. He's also blocked a kick. It's the third fastest combine time and the fastest for a player over six foot tall. Shout out to my dog. He's not really my dog. So he ran a four two six, a ten yard split of one point four, a twenty yard shuttle at four three, a seven cone of Seven seconds. His bench was only twelve. His his bench was only twelve reps. But the vertical is forty two inches, and his broad is eleven feet. God bless. Holy crap! Detroit is one in three. Their point differential is only minus one. Yeah, 
That's insane. Yeah. Poor guys. Yeah, so so that that boy there in uh in Seattle, Tariq Woolen, he is a freak. Good a, for him. A freak of nature. Good, so good for Seattle for for drafting a good defensive player. Fifth round at a UTSA. Do you know what UTSA stands for? YMCA. Okay. University of Texas San Antonio. Could have guessed that. UTSA Roadrunners. Yeah. His teammates, his teammates said to Sports Illustrated he's a cheat code. I don't even know what that means. Dude, 6'4", and runs a 4-2-40. Yeah, that's, that's insane. That's not fair. That is absolutely insane. His, his athleticism is off the fucking chart. That's just insanity. Yeah. That's just insanity. Um, so let me, let me ask you. Um, what's, your, uh, what's your money line and spread looking like this week? Give me one second to pull it back up, just so I don't give you the wrong teams. <laughs> Please, did you? Uh, so I bet. Um, I placed the same game parlay last night. I okay. didn't tell you this yet. This this is news to you. Um, when we head down to MNT Bank, before we head back down to MNT Bank Stadium, uh, and I want to hash this out tonight while we're finishing up. I want to do a same game parlay, and we'll just go split skis. Okay, for the Ravens, and hopefully, hopefully, we can hit. Um. So last night I had under forty nine and a half. Yeah, that that hit overwhelmingly. Yeah. Um, the Denver Broncos plus three and a half. That was an alternate spread, by the way. Hmm. They were minus. The Broncos were minus three. Yeah. I was like, well, let me let me change that a little bit. Um. So that hit. Yeah. They lost by three. I had Melvin Gordon plus fifty rushing yards. That hit. That hit. He had fifty four. Russell Wilson two hundred passing yards. That hit. That hit. Matt Ryan two hundred passing yards. That, that hit. hit. Last leg, Naheem Hines twenty five rushing yards. My man got knocked out fucking cold in play number three of the game. <sighs> so, FanDuel, shout out FanDuel for the, for the G's that they are. We're like, hey, we're going to refund everybody that had Naheem Hines in their, in their part, in like in any way, whether it's a straight bet or a same game parlay or, or whatever, as long as that was the only leg that didn't hit. That was the only leg that didn't hit. So, I got my money back. I got a free bet. But um, <laughs> how much was the bet for? Uh, I didn't. I didn't place it for much. Um, it was a five dollar bet because I was like, hey, "Well, you want five bucks?" Well, kind of, not really. It was a five dollar bet. I got the. <clears throat> I got a five dollar free bet, so I just. I didn't lose any money. I just have to use it on Fanduel now. Oh, that's no big deal. But the odds were plus nine forty seven. So I think I would have won like forty some bucks. Hmm. So yeah, Naheem Hines got knocked out cold on the third play of the game. Did you see it? No. It was bad, dude. Was it? I was thinking about it. He, he, he locked up kind of like, like Tua did. Not quite as bad. And then he got up, and my man, was, my man had a little gun walk. Like, he was, his legs just noodles. And everybody's like, hey, hey, whoa, hey, 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 Naheem, hey, simmer down. Like, they huh. had to, like, hold him back because he's like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, he's like, he's, like, trying to move forward. Everyone's like, dude, no, you're not okay. <laughs> yeah, you're not good, dude. You're not good. Yeah, so I got I got a free five dollar bet to use on uh on an SGP for the Ravens this weekend. All okay. right, well, cool deal. So we'll well, I'm gonna go. do my own. We can do we can do a separate one, but I I have an idea of what I'm gonna do for mine. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So so for my um. So for what I got going on this week for my spread, um. 
Where are they? For my spread, I'm taking Jacksonville at minus seven against Houston. Okay. Um, I think I I think this is definitely going to be Trevor Lawrence's breakout game. Um, into being that guy that he should be. Um, this could be him finally climbing into that um upper fifteen quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay. I think he's like right on the outside of it right now, but I think this is the game where he really cements that and says, "Okay, well here I am. Jacksonville's on the map. Let's go ahead and run it." Um, I mean, playing against Houston, they really have a great opportunity to do so. Um, so that's who I'm going with, and then and then for my money line, um, you know, a t- a team we were just ra- we were we were literally you know just raving about, you know, with a minus one differential, sitting at one and three so far in the season. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. Okay. Um, I, really, just just because there's so much uncertainty on on the offensive side of the ball for New England. Um, you know, Mac Jones is. Mac Jones is still dealing with the injury that he has. Um, and, of course, Brian Hoyer got knocked out of the last week's game. So they're turning to um, first-year first year quarterback from Western Kentucky, Bailey Zappi. Um, the only thing working in New England's favor is the fact that Detroit's defense is so bad that they could just really run amok on them. Yeah. Which I think Damian Harris and Ramon J. Stevenson, a, a, a little bit more fantasy insight, I think they'll both finish his top 20 backs this week. I think you can see both of them with multiple touchdowns. Okay. Uh, which would definitely help my cause. I know it would help your cause as well. Yeah, it helped uh, me with, out. With having Ramon J. Stevenson. Um, but really, I think the thing is that with, with Bailey Zappi, I don't know if he'd be able to keep up with Jared Goff. I don't think he would do anything to lose you the game. The, the other thing is, is nobody really has any tape on Bailey Zappi. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that's another thing as well. Um, they don't really have any tape on him. He played in very, very limited fashion. He got off to a really slow start last week, but then he he really found his footing. Yeah, he showed some glimpses. Um, he he did fumble the ball once, but it he, happens. But I mean, wh- I mean, he got a touchdown throw to Devontae Parker. Who he start he's he's starting to come into it also. He's there, doing okay there in New England. Yeah. Um. I don't know if they have Jacoby Myers back yet or not. Couldn't tell you. But with um with Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, yeah, uh, Nelson Aguilar, they, I mean, New England could stand a chance, but I think I think that offense for Detroit, I think Jared Goff will be in his bag. I think they'll, I think they'll be just fine. Uh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take Detroit. Um. For the for the money line there, I like it. I absolutely like it. Thank you. Uh, do you, do you choose them for the money line or spread? Money line. Okay. Um, I took I took Jacksonville spread. Okay, perfect. So I had a feeling that we were gonna tie. We were gonna go the same route on this. I also have the Lions money line. Nice plus one forty. Uh, actually, it went down to plus one thirty five. Um. And then, so I, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not even going to really dive in and do it. We, we talked about it already. Yeah. yeah Lions, money line. Uh, for spread, I went with the Chargers. Minus two against Cleveland. Okay. Um, I, think, I think eventually those, uh, those Chargers got to get it right. Um, I don't know if Miles Garrett is coming back yet. He's not. He might. Okay. He's, he's ruled out. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 he, that car accident he was in was a little worse than what I think they're letting on. Yeah. I, I his, think car, it, his car was fucked up. Oh, yeah. It was big bad. Time. Yeah, big time. It was bad, um, which is good news considering the Chargers lost Rashawn Rashawn Slater for the entire season. So um, 
you know, not having to have your backup left guard go up against <laughs> or left tackle go up against uh Miles Garrett is is a very, very nice thing. Um so that that's nice. Um and then for um I just I don't know. I like the Chargers. I mean, little 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 parlay if you if you ten dollar bet, you know, odds are plus three forty eight on a on a two leg parlay when you win yourself forty four bucks. Yeah. Doesn't sound too bad to me. I don't I don't know what the winner would be if I if I didn't mind, but that's not important. Well we could see. Like that's that, that's an that's an achievable thing. That is achievable. Accurate. Uh, Accurate. So you went with the Jags minus seven. Uh, those odds are plus three fifty eight. Huh. So, not much different. No, didn't think so. Uh, so, so that's that's our money line and, and a spread for this week. So, now we're getting into the topic. Um, we're probably going to dive into the second most in the episode behind the, the Baltimore Orioles because it also involves the Baltimore Ravens. So. I feel like the majority of our fan base is probably Ravens fans. Um, and even if you're not, you probably know about the Ravens. So the Ravens are 2-2. Two and two. Um, They're one of the best offenses in the league. Before we continue, as of 20 minutes ago, the NFLPA and the NFL are very close, uh, are nearing an agreement on concussion protocol. Perfect. Love it. Um, the Ravens have lost to the Dolphins in, uh, in heartbreak fashion. Had a 21-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Uh, and ended up blowing that. They also had a 17-point lead at one point on the Buffalo Bills. Also blew that. Um, so they're 2-2. Two and two. Legitimately, I think the Ravens are about two or three plays away from being 4-0. Yeah. So I want to ask you, because somebody, somebody is at fault, right? Like, like somebody, there, there's, a, there's a reason that this is happening. Would you say that it's more on... Coach Mack, the defensive coordinator. Coach Roman, the offensive coordinator. Or Coach Harbs, the head coach. Um, so you and I already kind of had a conversation about this earlier in the earlier in the day. Um, I think so. So so number one, I think our big reason as to why we ended up blowing those two fourth quarter, really fourth, one a second half lead, one a fourth quarter lead. Why we ended up blowing those two leads is due to the lack of pass rush. Um, you and I, you and I were taking a look at the numbers earlier today. In the two games that we've won, we've we've had three sacks. Yep. In both games, but in the games that we've lost, we've only had one. Um. So getting after the quarterback, especially in the second half, it's very very important. Whether you're sacking the quarterback or not, the pressure rate is also something that the pressure rate is really what's what really is what's most important because you want the quarterback to be off his rhythm. And not allow him to get into a rhythm, especially when you're playing to a to attack Iloa. He's not the he he's not one of those guys that you think of as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. By any by any stretch of the imagination. Absolutely not. But when you have Jalen Waddle and you have Tyreek Hill, if you give them just a few seconds in order to get open, of course anybody can make those throws. Because even if they underthrow, they can just run fucking back and catch the ball so it works out. But Josh Allen, on the other hand, you can make the argument he's the best quarterback in the NFL. You could you could argue it. You yeah. Could, you could you could argue the fact that he's the best quarterback in the NFL. But and so if you don't get pressure on him, he he will dice you apart. Oh yeah, that's not a question. Um. So that that that's what I think is the main reason why we ended up blowing those two leads. But if I have to place blame on somebody, I would blame Harbaugh. 
going to Harbs. I per- personally, I would. Um, you know, the Miami Dolphins thing that was just that that was an anomaly. That was a fluke. Like a twenty-one point lead in the fourth quarter. Yep, that doesn't happen. We we've talked about it. I think it was a lack of run game also to close it out. That that as well. So of course we only had so we had Justice Hill at the time and we had Kenyon Drake. Yep. Those are the two guys who we really had to rely on. Two guys Justice Hills came into his own the last two weeks. Um, but Kenyon Drake on the on the whole really hasn't done a whole lot this season. Um so not being able to run the ball against the Dolphins, that definitely does hurt a lot. But if you take it back to last week against the Buffalo Bills. I highlight I highlight one play where if we did this instead of this, it would have been a different story. Mm-hmm. And that was the fourth down. The the interception in the end zone. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, it was it was it was it was the interception that was thrown by Lamar Jackson on fourth down in the end zone. Of course, everybody saw Devin Duvernay wide open in the end zone. I don't know what the pressure situation was looking like at the same time when he was open. There is a very, very real possibility that Lamar wouldn't have been able to throw the ball because somebody could have been in his face. Mm. That is a very real possibility. And if that is the case, then Lamar gets a pass on the whole thing. Because if you can't see the guy open immediately, you're not going to be able to make it. Devin Duvernay is not a big guy. No, no, but no, he's, he's not at all. Um, but if you have somebody like Neville, uh, if you have someone like Boogie Basham right there, I don't know if he plays with them. I forget who it was. I want to say it was Ed Oliver. He was out. Irrelevant. If you if you have one of your if you have one of the Bills defensive linemen running right at you, mm. you're not gonna be able to see around him. I mean, Lamar Jackson's not the tallest quarterback either. Um, he just did an interview with fucking Josina Anderson. Josina Anderson's taller than Lamar Jackson. It was not Josina Anderson. Who was it? Um, you saw my picture though, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't Josina Anderson though. It was somebody. Um, I, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Anyway, not important. She works for NBC. That's all I know. Um, Justina Anderson works for ESPN still. I don't know. I'm I'm getting off track. But really, but but really, the reason why I put blame on Harbaugh is because if you kick a field goal in that scenario, then you're up three. Yeah. Now, granted, the Bills moved the ball down the field with ease. At that time, but then again, if you're up three, the Bills are then forced to score a touchdown in order to win the game, not just run out the clock and kick a and kick a chip shot field goal. So, so why would you? So why? So so you're? I mean, you took points away from your own team, uh-huh. and I mean that's that's essentially saying that you really, you really don't have a lot of trust in your defense. The defense has a lot of playmakers, especially in the secondary. We kind of hi- again. You and I were talking about this earlier today. We highlighted this. Marcus Williams has a pick. He has three. Or, Marcus Williams has three picks. Marcus Peters is one. Marlon Humphrey is two. Yep. So I mean, I mean, the defense is forcing turnovers, and um, you know they weren't playing too bad throughout the entire game. And I think the pass rush was finally starting to get going. And I think I think Coach Mack, had he have gotten the opportunity, he would have said, okay, look, this is what they're going to do. This is what we're going to do in order to stop that. Um, but, you know, if, if you're playing in a tied game, really all they have to do is just start dink and dunking the ball down the field, and you really can't do anything about it. So, I mean, I do place a lot of the blame on Harbaugh. Um, now, granted, 
you know, on the on the one or two yard line, you know, you have the you have the most skilled player in the NFL. Conventional wisdom says you can get two yards. I get that. I do. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Um. I necessarily don't even really disagree with the decision. Because in because in hindsight, if I know that I have Lamar Jackson, a player of his caliber, maybe not the play call, maybe I don't necessarily agree with that. Normally, with a play like that, our go-to play is a, is a is the is a QB power. Yes, but I'm also happy we're getting away from that. I am too, but then again, like it, like get two yards, pull the guard, or make Ben Cleveland an eligible receiver. Put him put him as an extra tight end with Pat Ricard. Granted, everybody knows what's coming. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the way that we, I mean, the levers that we can get up front with blocking, I think it would have worked out for us if we did it that way. And I would have felt much better. I would have felt much better as a Ravens fan losing the game on Lamar getting stuffed at the one than him missing a wide open read and throwing a pick. Right. I would like. I I, I could have swallowed that a little bit better. So maybe I can. So maybe. So maybe a little bit of blame does get put on Greg Roman for maybe not calling the right play. But then again, I can't even say that because Juvenile was open. Yeah, so 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 that's my thing. Like I'm I'm gonna give my input on that fourth down play. Um, I I don't know I don't know what happened. Like you said, uh, I think I don't. You can't even blame the play call mm-hmm. because Duvernay was wide open, right? So typically in that, like you said, we go to either a QB power, which I'm happy we're getting away from, or we're looking for Mark Andrews. So the whole thing about that was is Mark Andrews was specifically there to hold the. Uh, the defender underneath, so Duvernay was running that corner route. Yeah, so he so, so he, he'd be wide open. Yeah, worked to perfection. Why Lamar didn't throw him the ball? I don't know. Only I, Lamar can answer that one. I said I said to you earlier today. I would like to see a side by side of Duvernay running the route and how the pocket looked at the same time. Right. Only if, Lamar can tell us why he didn't throw that. If ball. the pocket was breaking down by the time Duvernay made that cut, because it it. They don't. The defense doesn't have a very far, far way to go. No, nope, that's why. That's why goal line and red zone offense is so tough. Exactly for 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 reasons like that. So I I would have liked to see a side by side to see exactly what actually played out. Yes, only Lamar can tell us why he didn't throw that football. I don't know, but you can't blame the you can't blame the play call because he was open. Yeah, he was wide open. Why he didn't throw the ball? I don't know. But my other question on that is, or not? It's not really a question. My other point is. Um, Lamar just, I don't know why, he just refused to use his athletic ability on that play. He just decided he's just going to back up, back up, back up, back up, and then just off his back foot throw the ball to Devin DuVernay when Jordan Poirier came over and played the ball perfectly and played contact through the shoulder to get the ball and intercepted it. Now, that is the one and only thing that we could not have done in that situation. Even if we don't score the touchdown and it's an incomplete pass, the Bills have to go 98 yards. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, not 98 yards. I mean, but they're starting at the two. That's when that's when our defense, our defense is going to be phenomenal in that situation. Instead, they get the ball at the 20. Yeah. And I mean, granted, it was a pretty shitty day. It was rainy. It was cool. It was kind of breezy. So, I mean, they did have to get down there pretty far. I mean, they're not taking 50. They're not going for a 57-yarder for the win. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe in that situation, if that's like all they had as time is expiring, yeah, of course, they're going to go for it. Um. But that's the one and only thing is we could not have done. 
Like, we could not have thrown an interception in the end zone to give them the ball at the 20. Dude, fuck. Even if we fumble the ball and Lamar dives on it at the 5, and they're down at the 5, that's still not the worst thing in the world. That was absolutely the worst thing we could have done. Like, even if Jordan Porter took it out and ran it in for 6, it's not the worst thing because we get the ball back. Right. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't that... That was the worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, like I said, I don't know why he didn't. I can't blame the play call, play call, because it worked effectively. Duvernay was open. Lamar either didn't see him, or for one reason or another, maybe Duvernay got lost behind uh, Mark Andrews and the defender. Maybe, maybe the pass rush was too much in his face. I feel a sneeze coming. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Knew it was coming. Uh, <clears throat> but I think I think I agree with you the fact that it's Harbs. I think he's he's the common denominator. Right? Bless you. Thank you. They always come in too. So it'd be good now. He's the common denominator as to why as to why we keep, you know, doing stupid shit like this. I don't mind the play call to go for four or to go for it on fourth. Um I don't think it was a matter of not trusting the defense. I think it's a matter of, look at who your quarterback is. You have a top two playmaker in the NFL. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are 1A, 1B playmaker in the NFL. Right. <clears throat> I mean, you got you to gotta put it in, in his hands. And I like the play call of a pass because... Even if the passing, if the you know if the passing lanes break down or whatever, and the coverage is looking there, Lamar can extend the play. Lamar can run. If you, if you go with that QB power, you're making it. That's our one and only option on this play. The pass play kind of you get the double. You know you get you can he can run it. He can throw it. Right. He can do a front flip over a linebacker. He doesn't care. Mar, Lamar's cool. Lamar's cool. He is cool. So I don't know. I think I have to blame Harbs as well. Yeah, I mean, you know the. I mean, and I'll go ahead and say I'll go ahead and say this also. Ravens fans, relax, relax. Oh yeah, we're okay. It's 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 okay. This is not going to be an, the norm for the team. The team is way too damn talented in order to be blowing these leads on a consistent basis. So if anybody is concerned or you know, insinuates that, oh, we got to get rid of, get rid of Harbaugh. Relax. It's okay. I think, I think personally, if I'm the Ravens ownership and everybody like that, I'm having some talks with, um, with Greg Roman and, and, and coach Mack. And I'm like, Hey, look, Roman, the fact that we're not scoring in the second half, that's a problem. Coach Mack, why are we giving up so many points? That's a problem. What are we doing to fix it? We need to. Yeah, you know, it, you know, it definitely is a problem. It's concerning that we aren't scoring in the second half, um, and it's concerning that we're allowing people, we're allowing teams to come back the way we are in the second half as well. Just some stern conversations have to be had. Some hard, stern conversations have to be had. I mean, I think, uh, and you know, I, I, I really don't even think it's on, on like some, some like, hey, you better like clean it up type stuff. Like, like, hey, like. What's going on? Like, what can we do to help fix this? Like, wh- like, what? Like, like, is there something we can do as an organization to help everybody all around 
make things a little bit easier for both of you guys. Right. We've scored 10 points in the second half combined in those two losses. Yeah. Those 10 points were against Miami. We didn't score at all in the second half against Buffalo. That's unacceptable from Roman's part. It's unacceptable. Granted, we could have had three with the field goal there, but it shouldn't come down to that. Like, we should be scoring more as an offense. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, it just goes to show, like, if you... We've scored nine points in the fourth quarter in all four games. So, so the fourth quarter, I'm not entirely too worried about. Like, I kind of am. That's how you close out a game. Well, I mean, I mean, the two games that we played, we already had to close down the fourth quarter. Well, that's fair. Then the two games we lost, we couldn't close it down in the fourth quarter. So that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's not good. Well, well right. I, I I do agree with you in, in that regard. Um, yeah, I think I, we're getting outscored like forty-three to nine in the fourth quarter between all four games. That's that's not okay. You're right. It's not. It. I mean, and it falls. It falls on everybody, right? Like it's. It's not just Max's fault. It's no. not just Roman's fault. It's not just Harb's fault. It's not just the defense. It's not just the offense. It's a. I mean, it. it it's. It's everybody. That's not acceptable. Yeah. Uh, you got to close out a football game. Yeah, and and you know, we will. We we, we will. We will. We will. I'm. I'm not entirely worried about the fact that we're not closing out football games. That part of it isn't really concerning to me. Um, you know, the Ravens are going to be fine. Yeah, we're gonna be okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be okay. There's really there's really not a whole lot to worry about. Um, yes, the two the the fashion of which we have lost our two games is somewhat concerning. The way that we're losing, but you know, I mean, it, it, if you go back to the year we went fourteen and two, you know, we got we got. Crushed by the Chiefs. Yep. And then we lost, and then we got, and then we got crushed at home to the Browns. Yeah, they beat the living hell out of us that beat game. Beat the living hell out of us. And then, we, and then we followed it up with going on a fucking twelve game winner. We're the number one team in the AFC. Number one team in the AFC. MVP of the league. MVP of the league. Coach of the league. Best coordinator in the league. Best GM in the league. And we just overlooked our opponent. Yeah. So I mean. As a and look, end of the day, everybody in the division just besides one team is two and two. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we're not the Broncos. That too. <laughs> that too. So, so I mean, for for any for any of you Ravens fans who who may be concerned, I'm not gonna lie. Do you have the right to be pissed off about the way the team has been playing? Sure, absolutely. We are. We are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we definitely are. Like Holman said, you know. We're three or four plays away from being undefeated. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, We're a blown coverage against the Dolphins away. Tyreek Hill isn't just streaking down the field. Yeah. Because Jalen Armour Davis thinks we're in zone coverage and the safety thinks we're in man. I mean, we're a, um, you know, we're an uncalled pass interference call away from, from being undefeated. We're a called... Roughing the passer. That was the most bullshit roughing the passer penalty I've ever seen in my life. He said it was a forceful hit to the head and neck area. That's why he called it. It was not. It was not. It was far from it. It was not even close. It was only because Josh Allen sat there and said, I want a penalty. Exactly. Because he complained about it. Give me a penalty. Like, dude, you're six foot fucking five. Calm down. Yeah, I don't know. That was a bullshit call. I, I saw the flag. I'm like, 
you've got to be fucking kidding me. I knew what it was immediately, too. Oh, I, exactly. That's why I was like, you've got to be kidding mm-hmm. me. There's no way that's roughing the passer. There's no way. No. And then he called it. Roughing the passer. Number 21. Well, on Jerome, the defense. Jerome Boger is, is probably the worst, is probably the worst head, uh, head coach. Um, roughing the league. 15-yard penalty. I'm mad at first down. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Jerome Boger. Yeah, he shouldn't have a job. Um, I wonder who the referee this Sunday is. They've announced it. I'm looking it up now. Even Gene Steratore came out and said he wouldn't call it. I know. Um, let me see here. If it's Jerome Boger again. It's not Jerome Boger. I know for a fact it's not. I will freaking rampage. I saw the name. I just can't remember what it is. Where do you even see it at? Steve, uh, Scott Novak. He's, he's, he's good. Scott okay. Novak's good. Take your word for it. And they're giving away LED wristbands. No shit. Yeah. They're giving away LED wristbands, and they're doing... Um, Sick. And their game theme is a crucial catch. Oh, nice. So this is... So, I love this. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean the crucial... I mean, this, this is a really, really important game for me, too. Uh, for, people, for people that... Like, I'm very, very excited to go to this game for a few reasons. Number one, it's my girlfriend's first time going to an actual NFL game. Yeah. Like a regular season game, so I'm really excited to take her to that. Um, you and I have a lot of luck assigning that games. We do. We're one for one. Yeah, we are. Um, but really, I mean, I mean, with the whole crucial catch thing, I mean, that's something that's really, really important to me as well. Uh, people, that, people that know me really well know that uh, my stepdad battled, um, had a brain tumor that was cancerous. That he lost his life to. Um, so, I mean, this is a really, really important game for me to go to as well with spreading cancer awareness and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm very, very happy that I do get... The, I, I mean, I was, I, was at the, I was at the Crucial Catch game they did last year for yeah. the Colts. Um, so, I'm very, very happy that I get to go to, to this game as well. Yeah. Someone I love um, recently just finished their battle with cancer as well. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, everyone has had somebody that's been affected by cancer. That yep. rat bastard cancer. Yeah, and 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 I mean, I mean, before back when um, back in the late uh, late two thousands, early early twenty tens, you know, it was really just all about breast cancer in the NFL. They've 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 broadened it to crucial cancer. catch of just cancer, every sort of cancer there is. Yeah. So um, so you know, it's I'm very very happy that I get to go see this game. And be a part of it. Um, hopefully, we can break the fucking uh, the the losing streak that the Ravens have at home. They're on a four game loser, five now, five. Yeah, five now at this point. Um, so fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, for for Ravens fans, relax. It's okay. We're gonna be all right. We're gonna be fine. Follow the sound of my soothing voice. And, 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 you know, honestly, I mean, for, for the Ravens fans that have made it this far in the episode, this is a long episode. This is a long episode. Um, but, for the, but for those of you who have made it this far and, and listening to this part of it, even if we do happen to lose to the Bengals, which I'm not going to lie, it's a real possibility. Could happen. It's a very real possibility. There's nothing to worry about. Teams have to, look, just because, just because you start 3-2 and two and, oh, all looks lost, we can't win a game at home, it's fine. Relax. We still have Lamar Jackson. Yeah. It's a, it, it like, like, don't start saying fire Harbaugh, fire Roman, fire McDonald. 
don't sign Lamar Jackson. Don't say any of that stuff because guess what? Teams that do that stuff, they're at the bot like teams that do that draft in the top ten every single year for a fucking reason. We're worse off without Lamar Jackson. Oh, significantly. Unless we trade Lamar Jackson at the end of the season to somebody that has the number one overall draft pick and we get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, we are we might still even be worse off. Oh, we still would be. <laughs> And and, and 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 trust me, as an Ohio State fan, I'm, I'm, CJ, CJ Stroud is going to be a superstar when he gets to the NFL. Same thing with Bryce Young, and honestly, out of Kentucky, same thing with Will Levis. Yeah, Th- those guys are all going to be very, very good when they end up getting to the NFL. And as the as the NFL draft starts to come back, around, starts to come around again, those are the three names that you're going to hear consistently. I know. I love the NFL draft. So yeah, so do I. Um, I might be more enamored with the NFL draft than I am the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know I am. Um, it's so much fun. But th- those are the three guys that you're going to hear consistently as being the top guys in the draft. Will so, Anderson, huh? Will Anderson. I mean, I mean, quarterback wise. I mean, qu- yeah. I mean, quarter- quarterbacks the the money making position right in the NFL anyway. So you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, Orioles fans or Ravens fans, whatever the fuck we are. I guess we're a little bit of both. We're the kids of America. Whoa, we're fine. It's okay. No need to worry. Everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. Well, yeah. Poppy, this was already a long-ass episode. This was a very long episode. I honestly, I have to pee. So do I. That's sick. Uh, we got a long weekend ahead of us. Yep, Kicked it off with a long episode. Dude, this was a juicy week in sports. It really it, was. Yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it was for sure. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to get out of here. We're going to go enjoy this wedding tomorrow. We're going to look handsome as fuck doing it. I said it, I meant it. Um, and then we're going to go watch Lamar Jackson kick the shit out of the Bengals. Because that, that brings me joy. I hope he does. I hope he does, too. I hope he does. Let's get on out of here. Let's have some fun. Congratulations to Jill and Alex. We'll see you guys next Friday. Yep. See you guys. Thank you.